Now, notice what she does. Then she fell on her face. This is verse 10, chapter 2 of Ruth. Then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldst take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? Now, when I wrote my book on Ruth, I took the position, although I did not go into it in the book of Ruth at all, or in my writings, but I felt that she was being a coquette. In other words, she was playing it pretty smart here. She was being very coy about the whole business when she said this, that why have I found grace in thine eyes? But very frankly, this was a sincere question on her part. And she had reason to ask it. You see, Naomi had schooled her and prepared her for the very worst. She said, when you go back among my people, none of them can take notice of you. You are a Moabite. And they will just not pay any attention to you. And you will be an outcast. And it means you'll be a widow. You'll be poor the rest of your life. Well, Ruth had already accepted that. She believed that. And she is amazed that she goes into a field. And for the first time that she's there, the owner of the field, the most acceptable bachelor in Bethlehem, comes out and he falls in love with her madly at sight. And he begins immediately to want to take care of her and show an interest in her. And she's overwhelmed by this. And her question is, why have I found grace in thine eyes? Now, friends, I can answer her question. All I have to do is say, Ruth, you go home and look in the mirror. You'll see why you found grace in his eyes. You're lovely. You're beautiful. And you have a marvelous character. And he's already heard about you. And he knows what a fine person you are. That's the reason you found grace in his eyes. He's fallen in love with you. Now, friend... I can answer Ruth's question, but I can't answer my question. I don't know whether I can answer yours or not. Why have I found grace in his eyes? Now, don't you go and tell me to look in the mirror, because I've already done so. And there's nothing there, friends, that would merit the grace of God. May I say to you that it's when we were ungodly, it's when we were running away from God, when we were in rebellion against God, it was when we were sinners. It was when we were without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. And he did it. Why? He didn't find any explanation in us. He loved us. He loved us. He saw our need. He saw how unworthy we were. And so we found grace in his eyes because he loved us. He gave his son to die. And Christ loved us and died for us on the cross That's why we found grace in his eyes, my friend. Why have I found grace in thine eyes? Now notice, listen to Boaz now. Verse 11, Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. Now, Boaz had heard about her. He hadn't met her. 
And I have a notion that a great many had told him, Oh, boy, you ought to see that girl that came back with Naomi. Is she good-looking? And he thought, My, he'd heard what a fine person she was, that she had left the land in her nativity, and that she had identified herself with the God of Israel. And he just couldn't believe it, that she's that wonderful. And I guess he'd been given a line before, and he was in no hurry to look her up. But she came by chance into his field, and he sees her, and he falls in love with her. And listen to him now in verse 12. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. Isn't that lovely? The Lord recompense you. Because you've come to trust the Lord God of Israel, you're under his wings. Oh, what a beautiful, wonderful picture that is. And she said, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, for that thou hast comforted me, and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, though I be not like unto one of thine handmaidens. And believe me, she was different. <laughs> That's the reason he'd seen them all just look alike. I don't know why all the girls want to look just alike in order to try to attract the fellas. I made this in a class of about 300, and about 200 of them were women in the class. And so they came into class the next day, all of them dressed outlandishly because they wanted to be different. Well, I tell you, I didn't see there that the way they did it is the proper way. But this girl is different. And how wonderful it was. And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime, come thou hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. Let me call this to your attention. We think that was a crude day. They didn't move like we do today. Well, I think they did pretty well. He meets her about 10 o'clock in the morning. I have a notion he had to stay in Bethlehem that morning and go to the bank of Bethlehem and get his payroll. And he came out to the field a little late, saw this girl about 10 o'clock in the morning, and he has lunch with her the same day. My friend, I would say that's moving pretty fast, even for this day. And it's moving very fast for that day. He's fallen in love with her. <laughs> We're going to watch him move from now on. Oh, isn't it wonderful today that you and I have a Savior that loves us? And friends, we ought to love him. We love him because he first loved us.